Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, here for this week's Five Minutes with Discussion. This week, my special guest is Case Links, who is the General Manager of Corvo's Wireless Connectivity wireless connectivity business unit and uh, we sort of go back a little bit when you were with Green Peak and you were doing some cool things with Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff anyway good afternoon case how are you hey doing great and still doing cool stuff man well that certainly doesn't surprise me uh, I, I know you pretty well and I'd actually be surprised if you weren't doing cool stuff <laughs> no in, so, in detail so speaking of cool stuff, and I don't know how cool this is actually, but um, you guys introduced a SIP, a system and package that's designed to improve home. Uh, it's designed. To, it's designed to improve smart home solutions. Um, and I, I don't get the correlation between a SIP and smart homes. Why does having a SIP make me, if I'm a design engineer, why do I care if you have this SIP for smart homes? What does it do for me? Yeah, let me let me let me clarify. When we uh, when you talk about a smart home, we talk about a whole bunch of different sensors, and all these sensors they need to be connected to the internet. And if you have to design every sensor with its own radio, it's a lot of work. But if you can plug in every sen sensor a SIP, then you don't have to worry about radio work, and you can connect every sensor in the se in the smart home to the internet. But That's does the that shorter. mean that? Does that mean you're packing this SIP with all kinds of stuff that I may or may not need? Yeah, we, well, may or may not need, that really depends. It's, uh, of course, a trade-off to be made, but uh, integrating a radio in an electronics design can be very cumbersome, can be uh, easily uh, turned into a nightmare because usually you lose range or you lose performance. If uh, we bring all the difficult uh, radio stuff together into a SIP, they don't have to worry about a radio and a radio integration anymore. You just integrate the SIP. Okay. So what type of radio are we, are we talking about here? Is, is, is this Wi-Fi? Uh, we talk about a uh, so-called 802.15.4 radio that is on the basis of Zigbee and Thread. And the radio also has the functionality to support Bluetooth low energy. Okay. Um, I know in, in a lot of these things, uh, antenna issues could be the biggest nightmare for the engineer. How do you help solve that? Well, the SIP has one antenna integrated and an antenna output. So you can um, uh, use the antenna on the SIP or you can use the extra output for an extra antenna if you want more range. Okay, so what do you tell the engineer who says, uh, I'm pretty savvy and I know exactly what I need and I can do it much cheaper by using discrete components? Please go ahead, be our guest. Uh, we love to sell you our, our radio chip. But uh, if you want to have a fast time to market and if you don't want to be bothered with uh, all that black magic radio stuff, use a SIP and it will uh, take a lot of headache away. Okay, so just to take us one step further these standards are standards are constantly evolving and changing if with the sip i'm locking myself into something yeah with a sip you lock yourself into a standard but the beauty of a standard is that well at least most standards they have really a future uh, and they always have a backward compatibility so 
What we're talking about here is uh, BLE that is fully backward compatible, um, uh, Thread is fully backward compatible, and ZigBee 3.0, which is backward compatible. So locking in is not so much of an issue anymore. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll buy that. Um, okay. So moving off the SIP discussion, let's go to a different area that I assume you're well-versed in, Bluetooth Mesh. I've been a fan of Bluetooth Mesh since it was first announced. It was actually it's years ago now. Why has this, this technology not really appeared? And um, will, will we see something shortly? Yeah. Well, there, there are two opinions about uh, Bluetooth Mesh. Uh, first, there is the, uh, the engineering dream. Engineers love meshing. Uh, there was Wi-Fi meshing um, that unfortunately never took off. Uh, there is uh, Zigbee meshing, which uh, is causing left and right big headaches. And uh, there is a Zigbee version called Zigbee Green Power that doesn't need meshing. Because the practical situation of meshing is it's just plain difficult. If you have Wi-Fi in your house, we think you don't need any meshing at all. You don't need Zigbee meshing. You don't need Bluetooth meshing. And frankly speaking, although as an engineer, I love meshing, in all practicalities, meshing is totally not necessary and creates uh, a lot of side effects that are very undesirable. But your scheme with Wi-Fi is, is potentially much higher power than what you could do with a Bluetooth mesh. Yeah, so, so in the future, in the way we look at, uh, at Wi-Fi is you get a, uh, a little pod in every room that connects with the Wi-Fi router at the front door. And the pod in every room will also be able to talk Bluetooth and will be able to talk Zigbee. And then all the devices in the room that can talk Bluetooth or Zigbee can connect to the pod in the room. And Wi-Fi takes care of getting the uh, signals to the front door and on the Internet. Well, it's clear you haven't given this any thought. <laughs> uh, we've given this a lot of thought, uh, absolutely, because... Uh, Meshing or distributed Wi-Fi is the core of the next Wi-Fi standard. And the beauty of the next Wi-Fi standard is because it's a distributed uh, one pod per room architecture. So you have a pod in every room. The whole concept of meshing for Bluetooth and Zigbee is made irrelevant. What's a bill of and materials on a pod like that? Well, you, you better ask, what is the bill of material on a Zigbee or Bluetooth note if it's mesh enabled? And, you know, it's getting way more complex and it's getting uh, probably about double in price. And if you can avoid meshing for these end nodes by just having, having them talk to the closest Wi-Fi pod in the room, then you save a lot of cost in the overall system. Okay, you didn't answer my question, though. I didn't. Just, just think. I said, I said the cost will be uh, the cost of the node will probably double, and the only thing what is required will be a Zigbee or Bluetooth chip in the pod in the room. And now you are really talking about a very little increment of the cost in the pod in the room. Okay, give me a time so, frame for this solution you're referring to. Well, what we are talking about is uh, uh, the ratification of Wi-Fi.11 AX. Um, that is kind of a, a process that has been kicked off in the IEEE and is expected to be finished 
later next year. Uh, we expect in the middle of next year that uh, 11AX uh, projects are emerging, and we'll see many of these projects are en uh, uh, and products are enabled with uh, Zigbee and Bluetooth nodes. Excellent. Very good. Very good. This is good stuff. I'm, I'm afraid we've uh, used up our five minutes and then some, so we're going to have to cut it off here. But this is really exciting stuff, and I look, look forward to seeing this as we go forward. Hey, you're very welcome. Thanks. That was Case Lane. Oh, thank you. That was Case Links. He's the general manager of Corvo's Wireless Connectivity Business Unit. I'm having trouble with the word connectivity. Wireless Connectivity Business Unit. And I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Thanks, Case. Have a great day. Same to you. Bye.